Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour Voice Remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox Voice Remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today. So then I dropped some garlic and croutons on there and the rest is salad history. I made the best salad ever, people. And now I'm making the best app. The Caesar Sportsbook app got live in-game betting, parlays, and Caesar rewards. Caesar salad ain't got nothing on my app. Nothing. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat 1-888-532-3500. Download the Caesar Sportsbook app. Your app is ready, Emperor. The special counsel's report did not find any evidence that members of the Trump campaign or anyone associated with the campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in these hacking operations. In other words, there was no evidence of the Trump campaign collusion with the Russian government hacking. Another quote. After nearly two years of investigations, thousands of subpoenas, hundreds of warrants and witness interviews, the special counsel confirmed that the Russian government sponsored efforts to illegally interfere in the 2016 presidential election, but did not find that the Trump campaign or other Americans colluded with those efforts. Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to the illustrious studios here in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> this is Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat, it's all the same, same name at Trend Chat 24-7. And if you like this, share this all over friends, family, foes. I don't care. Just share it wherever you can. And we are available on Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and any, anywhere. Well, I can't say anywhere, but pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Just search Trend Chat and you should find it. So, it's a, if you're wondering, what the uh, that crying was about i mean that was if you don't know i mean you should know 
Uh, that's what that that was the sound of all the liberals out there that were crying over the Attorney General William Barr talk, uh, talking about the Mueller report today. Now, uh, yeah, I, it, it's funny to put <laughs> you know to put the crying babies in there, and yeah, I do find it hilarious. Yeah, it's funny because I'm just using the same. <laughs> Same material I used back when the Mueller report came out and basically just said the same thing. I just <laughs> on social media, I just um, reposted everything I posted back then because it was just you just hurt for, to for liberals out there just hearing the same bad news that, for them that they <laughs> that they heard before. So I didn't see any point of, you know, creating anything new. The same thing you heard weeks ago. I don't, I don't know what they were looking for to, to be different this time. Just, I don't know. But, um, it's funny because it, it's almost reminds me of 2016, you know, during the, the election. Kinda. Just a little bit. Not as much, but it's that same sort of vibe. I heard, um, Kellyanne Conway earlier today, um, have a press conference and she, she mentioned that as well. And it was funny. She was saying, uh, we're accepting apologies today, which I mean, I thought that was funny, but we know good and well, they're not going to get any apologies, not from the Democrats, not from the media, or anybody, because mainly because although this is all funny and everything there, there was like a little slither of hope that was in the report that, you know, the media and Democrats are going to just latch on to and to to continue, whether in Congress to have more investigations and the media to have something to uh, to use where because if you well, if you don't know in the Mueller report, it said, you know, their conclusion was that there was no collusion, but they didn't go as far enough to exonerate the administration when it comes to uh, obstruction of justice. So because of that, you know, good and well, they're going to, the Democrats are definitely going to use this to continue on with their investigations uh, as pointless as they will be. And they will use that, to you know for their fundraising and all those presidential cam uh, candidates are going to just basically pivot from talking about collusion and just now just talk about well there's a possibility well they're not going to say a possibility they're just going to say that he he obstructed justice and we need to continue to to search for the quote-unquote truth in in their mind and yeah it's just going to keep going on and this is I feel it's going to it's going to die down somewhat, but it's not going to totally go away just because of that part of it. And so they have something to latch on to. So I don't think we're going to hear the end of it still. And especially with the media in in conjunction with the Democrats as well, they're going to keep it up just as much as the Democrats going to keep keep it up um, with their investigations. So. Like I said, it was, it's funny to play that in the beginning, but yeah, there's it, it's it's not over. Unfortunately, there's going to be more behind this. I'm already hearing 
that uh, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi want to bring Mueller to testify before Congress and they want um, Attorney General Barr to resign. I mean, so it just we're just going to the next phase of, of this. It's not going to stop. So now with what I did in the beginning, I didn't um, mention what we're going to really talk about. Really, that's about all I'm going to talk about on the Mueller report, really. But we're also going to speak with uh, a, uh, a candidate for mayor in Arlington, Texas. Now, if you don't know, as I mentioned, mentioned in the beginning, we we're in Columbus, Ohio. But um, but if you don't know, our home is Arlington, Texas. That's where <laughs> that's where I live. And so there is a um, election election coming up for mayor and city council. And so, you know, we we're gonna have um, Ashton Stoffer on, and she's one of the candidates for mayor, and we'll talk with her for a couple of minutes uh, about her campaign and and just uh kind of just get a idea as far as why she uh, why she's running and and talk about her platform. So so. Well, like I said, we'll have that interview and also we'll talk about the upcoming Resurrection Day or as some people call Easter as well. So we'll get to that. But first, let's hear a word from our friends with the Founder Project. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Hey guys, this is John Miller with Blaze TV. You are listening to Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe. So as I mentioned before, you know, I live in Arlington, Texas, and we have an election coming up, and so early voting starts next week, actually. So this is being recorded right now on April April the 18th, and so early voting starts on the 22nd, and so we'll we'll get into that in the interview. And so as I said, we spoke with um, Ashton Stoffer recently about her uh, campaign and to run for mayor. And so we're going to get straight to it. So without further ado, here is our interview. And we are very pleased to have Ashton Stoffer with us. She is a entrepreneur, lifelong resident of Arlington, Texas. And right now she is running for mayor of Arlington, Texas. And we wanted to bring her on and ask her uh, a couple of questions and just, I guess, just chat for a couple of minutes. So, how are you doing, Ashley? Good. Thank you for that great introduction. So, well, first question is, what inspired you to run for mayor? 
Well, like you said, I am a lifelong Arlington resident. In fact, uh, my family's been in Arlington for over six generations on two different sides of my family. I went to Mary Moore Bowles Martin High School, and it wasn't until I started owning businesses in Arlington and then dealing with what that is like and what kind of culture we've created as a city for locally owned businesses um, and what a hard time I had that I decided to get involved. <clears throat> Ironically, I was raised in a household where you purposefully don't involve yourself in politics because it can be divisive. And so it wasn't until it started really knocking on my front door or knocking on my business door that, uh, that I got involved. You want to kind of go down some of the priorities that you've, uh, that you've put out and just want to ask about some of those. I guess we'll first start off with um, property tax. And, I mean, that's always a big topic in, in Texas especially. And you are running on what you call a effective property tax rate. So, first off, what is that and how do you look to do that? Sure. Well, actually, that's uh, the third plank to my platform. That was just a quick bio about who I am and how I'm involved in Arlington. But my platform is Arlington Citizens First. So, finally having the opportunity to put Arlington Citizens First. And when it comes to the effective property tax rate, I knew that that was important, but it was a really great point to be a part of my platform at this time because many Arlington residents just got their new valuations back from the Tarrant Appraisal District, which absolutely skyrocketed. So the current mayor, Mayor Williams, said that he had lowered property tax. And in reality, he gave us about $5 for every 1000 that you spend. But he knew full well that when those valuations skyrocketed, we would take in an extra $8 million from pre-existing properties, not even including new properties uh, from the year before. And so the effective property tax rate is a mechanism that is very easily put in place that freezes that uh, cost. So no matter what those values go to, you're not paying more on your property taxes. And a great uh, example of this really hitting home for one of our Arlington residents here, and this has happened to many people, although Mayor Williams's uh, property devalued by $50,000, one of our residents here experienced such a huge uh, new valuation that their mortgage has gone up $200, and they don't know how they're going to afford it. So that's something that mm -hmm. we can put in place very quickly and fix for the Arlington residents. Okay, and um, I know I, I saw a video and where you were um, in talking about the uh, the negotiations with uh, the Texas Rangers. I know that in Arlington that definitely was a, a a big issue back in a couple of years ago. Um, I know you mentioned about about those negotiations. Well, originally I thought there had been integrity in the process because we took it to the ballot. The Arlington citizens voted on it. Uh, the majority of Arlington wanted a new stadium. For whatever reason, the, the previous stadium was very nice, although, hey, at least it's going to be used for XFL now, which I'm really excited to have Bob Stoops here, honestly. <clears throat> but I thought there had been integrity in the process until I realized that we were taking a 10% ticket tax and a $3 per car tax, and then we turned around and in this new package, we just gave that to the Rangers. So through inflation, as prices continue to, to rise and even price out families who have been going to the games for decades, they we may 
not only be paying for the entire stadium, they may actually make money on the deal. And what's most disturbing is we gave them this terrible deal to the Arlington citizens, and we couldn't even put preferential treatment to hire Arlington citizens first. You could at least do that, you know. And there is a twofold to this measure because we got Texas Live at the same time, kind of a simultaneous thing. And the businesses in Texas Live are not from Arlington. We could have offered those uh, sections of Texas Live, those those restaurant opportunities to locally owned businesses. And I own Jambo's Barbecue Shack, but it didn't have to be me. It could have been uh, another barbecue place. There's a great place called Fork in the Road here in Arlington. There are other great locally owned restaurants that could have taken advantage of that, and we are just not putting Arlington citizens first at all. And that is something that I'm always going to come back to when it comes to my decision making is how are we putting Arlington citizens first? And yes, um, being a local business owner, and I I noticed uh, another plank in your platform is uh, creating the Office of Business Ambassador. So for for the people who maybe not have no idea what that means, uh, what is that, and why is that also a priority of yours? Well, for instance, like what I was saying in the beginning of how I even got involved in the local politics of the runaround I received as a local business owner, an example of this is I had many different inspectors that had not been in communication with each other, show up at different times and give me different to-do lists. For instance, I'd have one inspector show up, give me a to-do list before I was open. And this is a pattern in in Arlington. After this had happened to me, I found out it was happening to other people where they are going bankrupt because of these costs before they could ever open the doors. So you would have an inspector show up, they'd give you a to-do list, you would go through the cost and the uh, tediousness of completing that to-do list, and then a different inspector would show up, give you a whole new to-do list that's going to take another, you know, two weeks or a month and, and however many thousands of dollars, and then they're cross-pointing the other way, and no one's held responsible. At the same time, the permitting process is terrible. So this this Office of Ambassadorship would organize that, set one inspector to a business so that we can streamline this process, This one inspector knows what's going on, knows what the previous to-do list was set up to, and see, we're totally over-ordinanced here in Arlington, and these ordinances are written in a way that is left up to the interpretation of that inspector. So you can literally have a situation where an inspector can just dislike you as a person and have that ability and that, uh, that range of emotion in those poorly written ordinances to take it out on a business. Um, so we can create an office of ambassadorship that acts as a liaison between the city and those businesses to help streamline the inspectors and the permitting process, and then we can comb through those ordinances and either update them or completely eliminate them and make it much easier for locally owned businesses to thrive here in Arlington. And I want to say this one last thing in this regard. This actually is this way for a reason. Um, according to people that I know who were involved in private meetings, the, the mayor before the current one we have right now, when he was able to bring the Dallas Cowboys to Arlington, he said in private meetings, we are going to make locally owned businesses work hard to get the privilege to own a business in Arlington. 
And I can get the pride in that, but they almost did things this way purposefully, and there's definitely a pattern. And if you're an owner here in the city of Arlington or you're even a contractor here in the city of Arlington, you know what it's like to do business here. It's not good. Yes, I I, I remember I started speaking at one of the candidate forums a couple of almost about a month ago, and I know one thing you mentioned was about uh, um, think about permits as far as how much it costs to have a like for a food truck to operate right. Arlington as opposed to anywhere else. I, I don't remember exactly. Um, that's just something that just just came to my head when you mentioned that. It's, um, I don't know if you remember that part, but um, if people yeah for people that want to know, uh, what's the difference as far as having to even the permit pro- process that goes in Arlington. Well, actually, there's a city council member that's running named Andy Pryor who this is his go-to statement about how difficult it is to do local business. And he mentions that that food truck uh, permitting process. There for a little bit, uh, food trucks were not even allowed to have a permit in Arlington, and that's why you would see food trucks coming from Dallas and Fort Worth because Arlington food trucks weren't allowed. Uh, I think they've gotten to a point where they're just trying to price them out. So it's allowed, but they're pricing them out. For instance, in Fort Worth, I think the permit's like $45. In Dallas, it's about 75 And here in Arlington, it's over $200. And that is for, let's say there's an event and you want to bring your food truck. And you have to pay this over $200 fee. How are you supposed to make a profit on that? And would the profit that you make even be worth the trouble that you go through? That's the real-world problem for a local business owner just trying to make it. Yeah. I know, like, the next plant that we we're going to talk about, I mean, a lot of – basically all the plants revolve around business, which makes sense being an entrepreneur in the Arlington area. And so, like, for me, a, a big issue for me is fighting illegal immigration. Now, you mentioned about this, and normally when the subject of illegal immigration comes across, it's normally viewed as, a you know, on the federal side or at least a state issue. And so, sure. but you're looking to do this on a uh, city level or municipal level. And so right. what are you looking to do um, as mayor to combat illegal immigration? Well, I've had a lot of people mention that to me as well, is why would you even bring up a federal two-wide issue into a municipal election? And the truth is our president needs our help. What if he was this man supposed to do this single-handedly? The truth is we are actually a de facto sanctuary city right now because our chief of police of Arlington Police Department, Will Johnson, signed his name to a letter opposing Senate Bill 4, which is Texas Against Sanctuary City. And the question is, because our chief of police, and many people don't know this, the city manager is hired and fired by city council and mayor, and our police chief is approved by city council and mayor. So are you trying to tell me that this man who is approved by city council and mayor did this very big move without the sometimes even if it's silent approval of the city council and mayor. Either way, because of what he did, we are in a facto sanctuary city. We used to deport crime-committing illegal immigrants that ended up in the jail system. I have the professional experience of knowing what this is like. I used to be a 911 call take, a jailer, and a dispatcher, and I used to make that quick phone call to ICE and print off the paperwork. So when the president of the APA says, uh, this is too difficult, it's not our job, that is a crock, to be honest with you. And the truth is, 
Mayor Williams used to be the chairman of the Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce lobbied for amnesty and open borders. And there's a reason, because as he's rolling out the red carpet for big business and the owners of sports franchises, they have to lock down a way to secure cheap labor. And this is it. That's why we don't deport. So we are putting our citizens and even our police department in danger because of big business needs to profit off of Arlington. Uh, so there is absolutely something we can do at the local level. We can instruct our police department. We're not going to start knocking doors or something. But when we have illegal immigrants that are driving drunk, robbing, uh, you know, assault charges, whatever, we can call ICE and ICE can come transport. We are the flip side of this coin as well. You know, we have a lot of people who have worked hard to come here and set a tone of respect by coming here legally. And what an amazing thing. We want to take those people in as our neighbors. And I would love to create an organization that teaches them our rich history and culture. And if they're of Hispanic, we have an amazing Tejano history here in Texas that many people don't know about. And we can teach English well so that they can be successful and assimilate into our communities so we can take them in as our neighbors. So we can do both of those things when it comes to immigration. Whether in what you just mentioned with the um, police chief and not wanting to enforce the law, I mean, this basically even on the federal level or the state level, a lot of what is going on will be solved if we just enforce the law more than oh, anything. Yeah. Well, I'd like to mention something uh, when you said the state level. See, we have mm -hmm. Governor Abbott that has access to a $13 billion rainy day fund. And our portion of the wall of Texas would be about $2.2 billion. And why he has not chosen to go ahead and dig into that fund and help the president take care of our portion of the wall says, uh, says volumes about who he is and what he's for, you know? Yeah. Well, well, before we let you go, I guess for the people – that are listening that are able to vote in Arlington, I guess let let them know why should they vote you for Mayor Arlington? Well, I'm Arlington, but Arlington citizens first. I don't care if it's something uh, as simple as short-term rentals, which is something we're dealing with right now that they've made a final decision on that was did not tie two groups together. We can if, if the premise of our decision-making is what puts Arlington citizens first, what can meet people in the middle and tie them together as a community, that's how we're going to be successful as a community. We were able to pass term limits with people all across the spectrum, reaching across the aisle, and achieving that common goal. And if it's something as large as illegal immigration, we can take that on as well. As long as we put Arlington citizens first, we will be successful as a community. And especially, I'm speaking to the people who have been here for decades. You know, I personally was, was born here in 1987. Uh, there was a feeling in the 90s that we were home, and we've gone corporate. And so at this point in time, we can remember Arlington citizens first, and we can take this city back home again. Okay. All right, and uh, if people want to contact you on social media, where would it go? Uh, they can go to Ashton for Mayor on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's Ashton for Mayor as well. And then they can definitely go to voteashton.com for 
any further information about me and uh, where I stand on the issues. All right. Aston, thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Really incredible show. I really enjoyed being on this. Yep, and thanks to Aston for joining us. And just to make sure um, we didn't get a chance to put this in the interview, but I'm going to tell you right now, early voting starts April 22nd through the 30th, and Election Day in Arlington, Texas is May 4th. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat. Also, contributor at politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism. With over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Hey, what's up? This is Kai Jones, and you're listening to me on Trend Chat. Yep, and um, again, thanks to Aston for joining us. And um, uh, you know, there are, if I'm not mistaken, I think there's four candidates running for mayor. And yeah, it, it wasn't like I was doing a whole forum where I'm going to have everyone on. Matter of fact, I didn't even know I, know if I was going to do this one actually. <laughs> so um, it's at, at this point, I mean. I guess I'll, I'll put it out there in case someone wants to know if any of uh, the other candidates want to come on, they're more than welcome um, to, you know, I'll, I'll be more than happy to have, have them on. But, um, yeah, that would be kind of surprising really. Cause I mean, wow, y'all listening, <laughs> you listening to this, to the point of where you want to be on. I mean, I, Hey, I'll be honored to have that. <laughs> I guess the, to be looked at that way so hey okay but i'm just saying the invitations out there and I, I know it's pretty last minute but just want to make sure i make that known but uh, it was it was one other thing about this whole Mueller report that i i remember seeing i know i said i was going to be done at the beginning but there was one thing that i saw that was on now look I didn't read the whole Mueller report I think it's like 440 pages long and I think once you count the the redacted parts I think it's like what 200 pages <laughs> but um cause there's a lot of you know black ink <laughs> in that um report but anyway there's a there's like a, a little sentence at the end of page 18 of the report just in case you get your hands on it well what i'm saying get your hands on you'll probably see it on a pdf form on your tablet or phone or something but yeah if you go to page 18 there's a there's a sentence there which kind of tickled me i I saw some people post memes about this and i had to look for it um and see it for myself so and so it goes like this the term troll t-r-o-l-l troll (laughs) refers to internet users in this context, pay operatives who post inflammatory or otherwise disruptive content on social media or other websites. Now, 
I found it a little funny. Now, I don't consider myself a troll. I don't, myself, I don't, because I don't go out and just do, I guess, I don't do what this definition in this report says. At least I don't think I do. But nevertheless, I normally am called a troll <laughs> just because. And especially because, oh, he's black. He's not, um, you know, he's not spouting off Democrat policies. He's he's not with the cause. He's well, he's a conservative. He's black. He must be a, must be a troll. He must be, you know, a paid operative. Can't really believe all, all those things. Can't believe that. that You know, that, those are racist things. He, he's black. How, how dare could he have a mind of his own? Anyway. But um, no, like I said, nevertheless, I'm called a troll from time to time, and it's funny when I read this, and I was like, if you don't know by now, from me reading this, it said, <laughs> I'm gonna read it again, not the whole thing, but it says in this context, paid operatives. I was like, well, okay, first off, let me just say, where's you know, where's my paycheck? Because apparently there are people getting paid to just a troll <laughs> and i'm like oh, um you know uh hey i'm i want to mind getting a check i mean i do so i definitely make a whole lot more means if i was <laughs> if i was getting paid for it <laughs> but um either way it's funny because whenever someone wants to comment and say that hey you know, you, you're nothing but a sellout or, or whatever. I can go into all the other, you know, derogatory, profane, vulgar names they'll give me. All those nice, tolerant words that they, that the left loves to call me whenever they want to comment. Whenever I get those sort of comments, I tend to reply saying that you, whether you believe it or not, all what you're seeing on my social media, that's me advocating for my truly held beliefs and I do it all for free. But I will tell you this. <laughs> Can you imagine how butthurt you would be if I actually was getting paid to do what I'm already doing now? And I, and I had all the time to focus on that. <laughs> so, if you're listening to me right now, you are, and you can't stand the fact that I am a conservative and a Christian and talking about these issues on this podcast or maybe see me on social media and is a, and is annoyed by <laughs> my presence. I would just say this. Just imagine how annoyed and how upset you would be if I was actually getting paid. Just, I mean, you know, just saying. So, yeah, that was, that, was, that was just a little another thing that I um came across, and <laughs> yeah, I think I'm pretty much going to be done with the Mueller report now. But that that was just something I was I thought was pretty pretty cool. I mean, hey, again, anyone if you're listening, hey, I'm more. I, well, I'm not going to say that. I can't say I'm more than willing to just to get paid i mean hey i actually like my job that i'm doing now you know if you don't know like i said we're in columbus ohio i'm a truck driver i like driving trucks so 
with that, I'm not just going to accept anything because believe it or not, I have been approached to work in other, you know, in other capacities and here or there. And I mean, just to be honest, a lot of it doesn't pay anything that would replace what I'm making on the road. So, and that's the first thing I ask because I have obligations. I have a, you know, I have bills that needs to be paid. And so I have to make sure that the pay is right to get me off the road. Now it doesn't, that doesn't mean I won't do some part-time stuff. <laughs> just saying, just, just putting it out there. I mean, look, look, if the Mueller report is out there saying that they're paid operatives out here, you know, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, maybe I need to just start just asking more. Maybe put it out here on the podcast. Hey, yeah. I mean, I already like doing this anyway. So if you want to pay me for it, that's, that's fine with me. <laughs> so we'll be back in a couple of seconds and we'll definitely talk about the upcoming resurrection day. So, Luke 23, 44 through 46. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light fell, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus calling out with a loud voice, saying, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Luke 24, 1 through 3. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Now, like I said, we are coming up on Resurrection Day or Easter. And I wanted to just read a little bit of scripture and wanted to just to just those couple of verses. I mean, I definitely would. Um suggest reading not only just Luke, not only just these couple of verses, just read the Bible in general. And I hope everyone out there, I hope you have a um, happy, happy Easter, happy Resurrection Day. And, and really just just like Christmas, 
really understand the reason for the holiday, not about Easter bunnies and eggs and whatnot. And really uh, appreciate what was done on the cross. So, and before we go in, in line with this, I want you all to definitely to, to think about one of our partners, which is ODG apparel. And I picked them in particular, especially for this segment because they make great Christian gear. So in talking about the gospel, they have plenty of shirts, hats, and mugs and to to go out there and spread the gospel. To start a conversation with your shirts and with your hat. You have something that says stop being dead on it. And someone said, What's that that about? And then that leads into a conversation to tell them the good news about what happened this weekend, or at least what we're celebrating this weekend. So again, odgapparel.com and you put in the code TrendChat10, you get 10% off if you like what you see. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you, you would. So so we're here at the end. And I can tell you what we're going to be talking about next week. Because next week, Avengers Endgame starts on the 26th. Well, technically the 25th on that Thursday. So just to get you prepared. We're going to have another episode talking about Avengers Endgame. And if you know what I'm talking about, because from last year we had, well, what was it? Three episodes talking about Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, we're doing it again. It's not going to look. It's not going to be three episodes because everything that we talked about Avengers was going to be is in those episodes. And hey, go back to listen to listen to those last year when we talked about not only just Infinity War, we talked about a number of things. So, you know, Patricia Embry will be with us again next week. And we'll talk about just we'll just talk about Endgame. So I'm pretty sure it, it won't be three parts. <laughs> it's probably going to be the whole 45 minutes, though. <laughs> we'll not be surprised by that. So and also um, we will we have we may have two episodes next week, actually, maybe. Or we might have to push it into the next week. I don't know because also next week we'll be uh, we'll be in um, um in Annapolis for the NRA annual meetings. So depending on all the interviews we get next <laughs> um the next weekend um at the at the annual meetings. Oh yeah, I, yeah. We we might have to do two episodes because we we did another interview with someone else that I definitely want to put on soon. So. Yeah, okay. Maybe two episodes. Hey, look. <laughs> Special treat. So, again, um, I really appreciate everyone that has been listening. And I say again and again and again and again and again, if you like it, love it, share it, subscribe to it, and give me some feedback, too. You know, if you like what you're hearing, let me know. And if, if you don't, actually let me know. You know. If you one of those people that want to say, hey, you're paid trolls or something like that. Hey, you know, come come at me, bro. No, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so 
again, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Spotify, um, Beyond Pod. Oh, I'm pretty much most of the popular podcast outlets we're we're on. So, so appreciate it. And until what? Well, t- yeah, like I said, it might be two episodes, so I can't even say next Thursday. So it could be next Tuesday. I don't know. But until next week, let's put it that way. We'll chat with you later. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea. Minute Maid slushies are back at McDonald's. And if you'd like to thank me for that information, I'll gladly take a slushie. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Right now, treat yourself to a small Minute Maid slushie, like the new strawberry watermelon flavor for $1.59. Or try small McCafe frappes and smoothies for just 2 bucks. Price and participation may vary. Limited time only. Minute Maid is a trademark of the Coca-Cola Company.